you a fan of this podcast? Do you wish there was even more juicy content for you to sink your ears into? Well, there is. You can become a premium member of this podcast for $5.99 a month and get full access to an archive of over 50 bonus episodes. Additionally, we release a bonus episode every single month. That's a ton of extra content, including my personal interior design diaries, extra tips, my talking about trends, and so much more. Additionally, you'll be keeping us on the airwaves each and every week because your premium membership money goes directly back to making this podcast amazing. Check us out at affordableinteriordesign.com. Click on podcast to learn more and to become a premium member today. need a high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look be your own interior designer with big design small budget here's your host betsy helmuth i teach interior design classes and the number one question i get after class is betsy i want to be an interior designer but i don't have any education i'm not sure it's right for me how do i make this switch is interior design a good career choice for me And those are questions that are tough to answer, but I'm someone who came from a non-traditional, non-school background in terms of design, so I do have a lot of thoughts. And that's what we're gonna talk about today on Big Design, Small Budget. I'm Betsy Helmuth, and I'm here with my office manager, Meg Davis. And Meg got into this industry because she was kind of interested in design and sort of had an idea. So Meg, tell us why you came to Affordable Interior Design. Thank you, Betsy. So. I worked at a pharmaceutical company before I was in project management and communications and it was a great first job and great learning experience but then I started to think what do I want to do? What can't you prevent me from doing? And I have a huge love for animals but I'm not going to do that. Um, What is the career there? And then what else can't you prevent me from doing? And that's when I fell upon interior design. Growing up it was never, you know, The idea of it, there was never a lucrative career there, but since I've been in New York, I've learned so much more, and I'm jealous of other people I've met in the industry, and I just said, I'm going to do it. If I'm going to take myself seriously, I'm going to do it. So now I'm here, and I'm your office manager, and the big question is, is school necessary to become an interior designer? So that is a big question, and the answer is yes. And I didn't go to school for interior design, so how, um, I'm a hypocrite. Um, But I'm gonna tell you why I'm not. So I do feel that school is necessary. I do not feel that you need to go to a program because a lot of my friends when I was designing at that big firm, they had just come from interior design programs and it wasn't actually applicable to the real world. It wasn't even applicable to high-end design because they never actually did a project. They only created these sort of ideas of projects and mood boards and floor plans, but they never actually did it. They never opened the box. They never plugged in the lamp. And it's a different scenario. So in that way, I don't think a degree is necessary. But I do think small classes are necessary. So 
And I think you should do it in professional classes because I teach classes that aren't for a certification or anything like that, but it's just to kind of get an idea of this industry. I feel like you need classes that go a little bit deeper, like a night class at FIT or Parsons teaches classes that you can just take one by one without enrolling in the whole program. And I'm saying this because I kind of wish I'd taken some of those classes. There are things I don't know how to do, like I don't know how to do AutoCAD. Um, I don't know a lot about the exact materials, like what exactly is chenille made out of? What exactly is, you know, all these upholstery fabrics and things that I don't actually deal with? And I would love to have that background. And what I do now, because I don't have that background, is I throw money at the problem. So if I need an AutoCAD drawing, I pay somebody to make myself an AutoCAD drawing. Uh, and that's actually what the big designers do too. I've worked for several big designers and they didn't know AutoCAD either. But it's just something I wish I did know a little bit about, even if I wasn't proficient. So long story short, I would advise you to take some classes, but not to go for a certificate or do anything full-time, just because I don't think it translates to the real world. That's great, thanks. And that certainly helps a lot because I would like to avoid school and be able to take classes while working. But say I take these classes, how do I also gain that hands-on experience? What, what would be my career path with the classes? So the classes would be after your day job, and ideally, Meg, you would be an office manager at Affordable Interior Design. No, uh, no, only one person can be that, and Meg has this very coveted position. But um, so in order to get the hands-on training, first I would just take the classes. I would just take the classes and figure out if it's right for you, not thinking about hands-on training, just juggle it with your day job. Uh, and then if you feel it is right for you, you'll have to get a little bit more aggressive in terms of finding something that is really a role. And what I did is I was in my 20s and I was bartending at night and I went to work for a famous interior designer for free. Back then they did not pay interns, we didn't even get lunch, like you just show up, work all day and um, learn. And I wasn't even thinking I was going to be a designer when I was working for him. I was just interested. Like, is this a world I like? What don't I like about this world? What do I like about this world? So I was just feeling it, but I was an intern for free. And most people do not have that luxury. I was in my 20s. I had a great bartending gig at night. I would literally walk from the internship to the bar every night, put on my jeans and be like, let's sling some drinks for my coworkers who would come in after work, including my boss. Um, so that's funny. But that's how I made it work, and I think it was so helpful. And I was at a firm where you get to be really hands-on. Most internships, and I hate to burst bubbles, but if you're working for a big firm, most internships will just be creating invoices, typing, and doing AutoCAD. It was a blessing that I didn't know AutoCAD because they never had me do it. So they had the other interns doing AutoCAD while they sent me to go shopping. Because like, Betsy can't do AutoCAD. What can she do? She can pick up those sconces. And I'm like, yes, pick up the sconces. And then you get to see the stores, meet the people, look at the vendors. Um, so an internship would be great, but I just don't think it's practical for people who don't have their days free to do one. So it's tough, it's tough. Yeah, makes sense. So how about, what about building a portfolio if, you know, you're not getting that internship? What if, you know, a way to work free and put something together that shows your experience even though you're still trying to find that experience? Been there, done that. So when you're starting out, 
the first thing you do is your own apartment. So even if your own apartment looks pretty good right now, I would redo it and take pictures. So, you know, remove everything that's in your apartment, make it look empty or go back to those real estate pictures that are empty and then transform your own space and start there. So I started by designing my own spaces and it was really convenient because I moved every year like a New Yorker sometimes does. So every year I had a new apartment and I had a new neighborhood and I had a new look. I went from purple color palettes to blue and I was totally unsophisticated, but I took a ton of pictures and it was my first portfolio. And then my friends came over to my place and they'd be like, wow, this is like really designed. And I was like, I got everything at Kmart. And they're like, ooh, do our place. And so basically I was working for next to nothing, designing my friends' places. And back then I would go to Urban Outfitters, buy like a sale tapestry and hand sew it into curtains for my friends. I hand painted murals for like dollars an hour, like single dollars. Um, not even double digits. And so basically I worked for free. Uh, and then word of mouth built. And my friend was like, she did this and I have a friend of a friend and they paid me a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And I built a portfolio that way. And now it's time for a quick commercial break. Do you love this podcast? Do you wish you could learn even more? Well, we have an online class bundle. Our online class bundle is comprised of three online classes, beautifying your home for less, styling your home, and the fundamentals of feng shui. Each one of those three classes is between 30 and 45 minutes long and chock filled with visuals and tips, things that will help you to style your own space or help out with other spaces. Additionally, with the pack of three classes, you get an autographed copy of my book, Affordable Interior Design. You get all of that for only $99. Once again, that's the three online classes as well as the book for only $99. You just go to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to buy your bundle today. And if one of those classes sounded intriguing, but maybe you already have my book or some of the other topics are not of interest, you can buy the classes individually at that site as well. Each class is $40. So head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to get your bundle or your online class today. So I've heard you need to work, go to class, work for free, and build a portfolio and furnish an apartment. Now, before you decide to go and make that huge leap and do that, how do you know if you're good? Like, I wanna know if I'm good before I go and do the whole that. Well, let me tell you, Meg, you're not good. Nobody at the beginning is good. I was not good. Uh, the interns that had gone to school with me were not good. In fact, we meet up every now and again, and they say to me, they're like, oh my gosh, I was so embarrassed of all my first designs. I look back at the pictures I took from before and they're hideous. You're not good. And the only way you get good is by doing it. And I listened to a lot of podcasts, including my own, but some other good ones. And there was this takeaway that I think is so important. Um, Entrepreneur on Fire, one of my favorites, he has this phrase or this saying, and it is, if you're not ashamed by your first product, you waited too long to put it out there. Don't worry if it's perfect, just do it. Just do your apartment, take the pictures, next, you know? So don't worry about it. When I started, 
I look back, I was like, what was I thinking? I mean, I'm sure you've read my book, Cover to Cover, Meg, but you know all about how I created a faux leather wall with butcher's wax, like seriously, butcher's wax that I put on with like newspaper? That is wrong. That is just wrong. There are so many things I did that I'm like, oh my goodness. But if I hadn't done those, I wouldn't be here. And I don't think, this might be controversial. I love controversy, don't you? I don't think there's any such thing as an eye for design. People tell you, oh, you've either got it or you don't got it. They say that in acting. They say that in all sorts of different worlds where art is involved. And it is wrong. Maybe it's right. Maybe some people have like a magic fairy gift. But some people, including myself, worked for it. Like, I studied books. I found designers was like, ooh, I like this. In fact, on the nights I wasn't bartending, the people who I worked with, the other interns who had gone to design school, I would take them out for beers and I'd say, I'm buying, but I'm gonna ask you a lot of design questions. And I'd be like, why did you pick that with that? Or how high do you hang that? Or why did you do that? And I said to them one day, I said, you know, I'm constantly looking at magazines and constantly watching TV shows, and I can't think of anything I would change. Like, all this stuff is so amazing, and I can't even think of how I could critique this stuff because my friends would be like, oh, I don't like that house. I don't like that apartment. When we would look at magazines together, oh, that's not good. I was like, it's not? Like, everything looks so good to me. Um, and it just takes time. Like, now I look at a magazine, it feels like such growth, and I'm like, oh, no, you shouldn't do that. I mean, I didn't have any context for that. I had to learn. And I was learning like a sponge. I was absorbing everything on the paper and reading everything and saying, oh, I bet they did this because of this. I see this all the time. So I was really actively seeking through looking. I did not have an eye for design. And even now, um, I have to make sure that at the end, whenever I'm picking something, I do my two-word phrase, as you know from my other episodes, but then I have to double-check myself and say, is it sophisticated? Because that's the final check. That's design. Is it sophisticated? Because I can pick a lot of things that are fun together, but some of them aren't sophisticated, and that's what kind of makes it design. So I think it's something that you learn by doing, and you learn by messing up a lot, and butcher's wax is not sophisticated and I know that now but I didn't know it then and I had to design a lot of bad apartments and the key is even though you're not doing your best work because you don't even know how bad it is you're making it better it's better than what the people had before and so you're learning and they're happy because it's better and you'll get better the more you do so just don't charge very much at the front because you're not going to do great work great Thank you. I think you answered a lot of my questions, and now I've got to get to work. Well, and I think that fear about not being good enough or not having that special gift is just something that everyone faces, no matter their industry. Like, do I have what it takes? Is there something special I'm missing? And I don't know if you guys read The Tipping Point. Wasn't it The Tipping Point or something or one of his outliers or one of those where he's like, the more you do it, whatever you spend 5,000 hours doing is the thing you're a master of. And right now, I am a master of affordable interior design. I am. I have every catalog memorized. Put me in a room for five minutes. I'll design it. And I used to watch my boss design things like with just a floor plan in two seconds. And I was like, how? Why? It's magic. He has this eye. 
No, he has 5,000 hours plus of design, and so can you. Get started. Get started today. But first, stay as my office <laughs> manager because I need you. Well, this is the first step. Yeah, it is. And I think that, of course, I think you've made a wise move by finding a way to get paid to get a glimpse at this world. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad you came on board, Meg. Thank you. Any other questions for me? No, that's all. Okay. Well, thanks for joining us. And hopefully that answered some of your questions because the first step to being a designer is designing. So redo your place now. If you have a question or if you want to be a designer, feel free to email me, Betsy at AffordableInteriorDesign.com. And of course, you can always check out our website, Big Design, Small Budget, where we have extra answers and pictures. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next time. You've asked for it, and we have answered the call. For years, you've been saying, Betsy, you're talking about all these great design concepts, but we can't visualize them. You're describing the picture that the listener sent in of their problem, and we wish we could see that picture too. After all, a picture is worth a thousand words, and I do my best to describe them, but there's nothing like seeing it for yourself. And that's why Affordable Interior Design, the podcast, now has a YouTube channel. Not only do we have a YouTube channel where you could see recordings and clips of these podcast episodes, we also have an Instagram, a Facebook, and so many other exciting things. You should check it out. Head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash links. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash L-I-N-K-S links. And when you go there, you will see links to our YouTube page, our Instagram page, our Facebook page, and more. Please check it out, follow and subscribe so you can see everything I'm talking about. A big thank you to our amazing producer, Catherine Heller, to Aton and the MBCR House Band, and to Affordable Interior Design, the sponsor of this podcast and the premier place to get an amazing look on a budget. Check out affordableinteriordesign.com. If you guys love the show, the very best way to support us is by spreading the word. Tell your friends or write us an awesome review on iTunes. So until next week, guys, thanks so much for joining us, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.